Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Okay, and we're live. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, it's been a nice week. Yeah, yeah, fun week. Uh, other things in North Carolina. So I found this new donut shop. Oh, and I'm going to... I kid you not. I stepped on the scale tonight. Oh, snap. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Don't... Oh, but I got to tell you about these donuts, guys. Okay, let's hear it. Um, there's a little donut shop. It's kind of a small regional chain here called Duck Donuts. Have you guys ever heard of it? No. No. Oh, these donuts are absolutely fantastic. So my quest started because I wanted a donut a couple weeks ago. And so I told my wife I wanted a donut. So she went to the local grocery store, the Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter! Which is part of the Kroger chain now. Oh, for real? You don't Anyways, have you brought Piggly home... Wigglies down there? The pig? We do have some Piggly Wigglies. Oh, Kroger's yeah, buying everybody nowadays. Right. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, the Harris Teeter. It's part of Kroger. Um, anyway, she went and bought a dozen donuts, and they were the worst donuts I've ever had in my life. Yeah, so I said, there has to be something better. I did some Googling, and over in Fayetteville, found me Duck Donuts. They make oh, the donuts, donuts fresh right in front of you. Yeah, we've got some here in Utah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, Duck yeah. Donuts in Utah? Yeah. Where? Uh, there's one in oh. South Jordan, and I believe they do... <laughs> pop up i believe i learned this from my brother-in-law sean down in st george they they come to town there once in a while i don't know if they're like pop-up temporary shops or well then i missed it when i lived out there if it's okay. the same place but oh my gosh they're cake donuts they fry them right in front of you and then they decorate them in front of you so we got a bunch of halloween themed donuts you for the kids and i eat like half of them but anyways, there's some good news. Okay. They sound delicious, though. It's the season of sugar, isn't it? I mean, come on, treat yourself. Right. Oh, What's man. What's going on with you this last week, guys? Well, I really appreciated everybody who listened to last week's podcast. That's that's one thing yes. that I've been really focused on this week. Last week's Spookinati return and the ins and outs of the Salem Witch Trials and Hocus Pocus 2. We uh, got some pretty good feedback there. So good, good job feeling pretty good this last week about that thanks everybody Absolutely. for listening to that you're welcome i listened did you oh did great too. hey yeah. we actually had a pretty positive response on that yeah it was good lots of folks thank you well we wanted to keep the spookinati theme going here in october 2022 spooky cue lightning cue thunder and uh, tackle some of the legends that we have here in the united states at least I guess a little bit of an international flair to them. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But we wanted to keep Maybe it going. Our international audience can chime yeah, in. Yeah, love it. That. Love it. We love ideas of international ones to tackle as well. So hit us up in the comments. But uh, what, the one that we wanted to tackle today, uh, we wanted to go into the ins and outs and uh, the background of the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Ooh. Let's talk about it. Let's Legend. get into it. Yeah, so The Headless Horseman uh, is a fictional, just a little synopsis here. Headless Horseman's a fictional character from an 1820 story 
a short story that is, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by American author Washington Irving. Uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, he's done other things. He paired The Legend of Sleepy Hollow back in 1820 with Rip Van Winkle. Do you remember that story? I've heard of Rip Van Winkle. So both, sure. both kind of set back in the Revolutionary War times, so a little bit before his time, but still fresh in the... Uh, those stories were still fresh in society, obviously. I mean, people were still alive who had experienced the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, and all of these other calamities happening in society. So Irving, he put out some pretty good short stories that were pretty well known. And uh, this was one of them, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So that's as far as the American folklore behind the Headless Horseman. Washington Irving's kind of the one who who sparked that on a on a mainstream level. So the legend of Sleepy yeah, Hollow, and then it's it sparked many many books, films, music, you name it. Uh, it it's, yeah, cartoons. So yeah, speaking of cartoons, Bobby, what what do you remember first growing up related to the head headless horseman? What was your exposure to that story? Yeah, so the first time I heard the story was when I went to the neighbor kid's house, Mister Morgan Hawks, if you're listening. <laughs> And we watched the Disney movie of, I think it was called like Sleepy Hollow or something. I don't know, but that the was my first adventures. I'm guessing it's, edition. I'm guessing it's the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Okay. Back in That's 19. It. Oh man. What was it? 1949. So we, we yeah. were exposed. Are you the same way, Matt? Is this your first exposure to oh, the, yeah. okay, me too. Yeah. So I think when we were I, all I was little. Yeah. Little, little. This is like the very first uh, exposure for me was this movie. Absolutely, for yeah. sure. And I, and yeah. then you you know you kind of get into that stuff where you where you want to try to learn more about it, you know, because it's kind of a cool story. Right. Anyway, right. that's kind of what spurred on more of an interest. But definitely, the movie was the first, um, you know, first exposure. Yeah, and it it sparked other novels, other movies. I think. Tim Burton tackled it in 1999. And so, of course, he did, right? This seems like the kind of stuff that Tim Burton grew up on and <laughs> formed his personality around, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think I remember that being a, a pretty intense movie from what I remember. Um, yeah. Okay. So, thanks, Disney, for exposing us to another another creepy story as they yeah thanks disney <laughs> you know before we leave this but the disney uh depiction so if you go back and read the story the actual you know story by irving uh, in his writing and then you compare the depiction that disney did of ichabod crane it's pretty it's pretty amazing how that matches up oh, okay. to to what you're seeing in the Disney cartoon version. So those cartoonists did a really good job kind of following that pattern from the actual story from Irving. Anyway, just so you're saying they plagiarized. No, I'm Irving just saying work. that they 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 um really did a good job animating what I would picture just reading Irving's work, um Ichabod Crane looking like. Hmm. Yeah. So they did I a mean, pretty good you job. You be the judge. So Go back and read it and then l watch the Disney version. And you tell me if you think it looks like uh -oh. that. Okay. I know. 
I mean, Disney did a really good job back in the 30s and 40s, 50s even, of capturing and trademarking public domain (laughs) stories Mm -hmm. like this. Things that have been going on for hundreds of years, passed down, passed down, passed down, and then Disney puts their stamp on it, and uh, we know it as a Disney story until we look behind the scenes. Yeah, that happens with a lot of what they did and continue to do. That's that's kind of interesting. So that's kind of the American roots. Uh, this, mm-hmm. But the, the idea of a headless writer, it's not just an American thing. It's not just a, an, uh, it, it's across the seas as well. I mean, Dutch, German, Irish, Scottish societies all have headless horseman type traditions that they pass down. Uh, just for an example, quickly. Before we move on to the details or what we think happened here, like the Irish version is a headless demonic fairy, usually riding a horse, carrying his head under his arm. Um, Yeah, it's some creepy stuff. Scottish, a headless horseman, uh, a man named Ewan. Ewan, Can you say that in a Scottish accent, guys? I'm I'm, I'm feeling here. Ewan? My family heritage is Scottish. I can't can't say that. Yeah, a lot of this, most most of these folklore that these stories come from tales of war and so something happens to a person gets decapitated in a war or in a battle and then they go on hunting that area or the people related to to those tales so that's yeah, that's really I believe the stuff. germans um in the brothers Grimm has yeah. some headless horseman type things those are some great stories, all sorts I of love stories. Brothers grow. All right. So Absolutely. back to kind of the American version, the one that we all know, the one that Disney picked up on, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So we were all exposed, it sounds like, in the same way to the story. Where where I really got interested in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, though, wasn't so much from the Disney. Like I remember it vividly the first time I saw it. But in 2013, there was a, a TV series put out called sleepy hollow did you guys see that i never watched I never, it yeah no i'm same with it, brandon i never watched the episodes i've i've seen the previews though and the advertisements for it and all of that but it is totally it. worth your time oh okay. it's it a good watch it, it would it brought in like the modern element and combined with the historical so like ichabod crane and the headless horseman come back to modern times okay and so it's oh, just kind okay. of a fun thing so totally fiction but brings in the historical um back to the sleepy hollow town in new york doesn't it seem like all of the scariest stories like we talked about it last last week with the witch trials and all of that those things are always like i don't know they feel like they're always east coast and early america early american history right there was a lot know, going on in the 1700s it kind of feels like that right it feels like kind of a creepy little time i don't know no i'm yeah i'm with you i well we just keep retelling all the same stories that they told back in the 1700s yeah that's true right i don't know that we have a whole lot of originality because even some of the things we see and like oh wow that was a really original storyline if you really dig into it usually it came from something many years previous yeah it's usually we're still retelling it right and you know disney still leads their halloween parades with the headless horseman do they Oh, cool. Like in their theme parks? Yeah, in the park. Hmm. Disneyland, specifically. That's awesome. I thought for sure they would have gotten rid of (laughs) something that graphic by now. Hmm. Because the the American... supposed to be scary. 
Uh, the American tradition, I guess you could say. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit more here. So, I mean, there was there were stories prior to 1820 about an American or actually a Hessian 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 soldier Hessian. who had lost Hessian, maybe who was uh, his kappa was detained. There's that joke again from uh, Michael Scott mm-hmm. by a cannonball in battle. His head got shot clean off. That was that's just been passed all around. Uh, Battle of White Plains is often pointed to back in 1776 Revolutionary War. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, New York, is where a lot of this lands, which is an actual place. Sleepy Hollow, New York. Maybe we I didn't head re- over. Oh, oh, easy, easy. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I'm head over heels. I mean, uh, the guy just lost idea. his head. <laughs> Yeah, he's losing his head for sure, which I didn't know this until diving into the story is fairly close to New York City. I, I always assumed it was upstate or, or well into the wilderness, yeah. but um, no, I couldn't make heads or tails of the location. You're on tonight. This is, yeah, we're on. Right. We are. Man. Yeah, those dad You're hitting these on the back. head, man. That's great. So <laughs> <laughs> too good, too good. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Good, that, so man. just too just good. north of New York, thirty miles is what it's saying here. The the little town within Mount Pleasant area, Westchester County, New York, yeah, on the banks Terrytown, of right? Yeah, banks of the Hudson River, North Terrytown, which was officially adopted yeah. as a name in 1996, the traditional name for the area, um, given to it by the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Actually, that's right. So thanks, Irving, for naming a portion of that town that's interesting major effect here so th- these roots the, this this the behind the scenes here of the the actual legend and the story is really interesting here yeah did you uh, know ichabod crane was actually a real person that irving knew crazy just a but, poker buddy or or how, how do you know the guy <laughs> well they i think they just knew were like acquaintances but the way he describes Ichabod Crane and the real Ichabod Crane are vastly different. Like the real Ichabod Crane was kind of a portly guy yeah. and not the Ichabod Crane of the story, but he probably took the name because what a fantastic name for a story, Ichabod Crane. It is. I mean, we're still talking about it, right? It's 20, what year is it? 2022 and we're still talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some longevity. So the legend relates to the tale of Ichabod crane a lean lanky extremely superstitious schoolmaster from connecticut Mm -hmm. throughout his stay in sleepy hollow crane is able to make himself both useful and agreeable to the families that he lodges with Uh, he assists with light work um, so he's a little bit of a farmer he's the schoolmaster he's popular with the women that's true yeah yeah allegedly so he's a welcome sight amongst the female circles he does believe firmly in witchcraft which is interesting it kind of plays off of what we talked about last week so he he is a traditionalist he does believe witchcraft Um, so i think the thing we missed was that this hessian soldier was buried in this church cemetery but he gets up every night to go and find his head but he has to be back before dawn the next morning. The galloping Hessian of the Hollow, I think, is what some of the tales. Yeah, called so, him. So, so the tale is he wakes up every night, though, area, Bobby. 
every 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 night. Oh no. <laughs> they go running out through the woods looking for his head. And so that's where the scary part is, is if you're out in the woods, you might see this headless horseman. Yeah, he heads out every night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You'll have to remind me what what made the headless horseman target Ichabod. I can't remember what happened here. No, he plays on his superstitions, right? Okay. Ichabod Crane is like, you know the phrase whistling past the, the graveyard? Yes. You ever heard that? Yeah. You know, like when when you're when you're when you're out and you're nervous and you're and you're whistling past the graveyard, right? You, you, that's how Ichabod Crane was. He was like, you know, the story, uh, ex, you know, how they explain his personality is that he was like very superstitious, right? Nervous about all this stuff. He believed in witchcraft. He believed in apparitions and all of this, you know, stuff that was going around at the time. And so because he believed in all of that stuff, that's why he was picked on by the headless horseman. Wow, he 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 happened upon a rider at night on his way home, and he realized this person didn't have a head. Okay, right, got extra nervous. Golly, yeah. If you're superstitious, if you're, uh, or even a little stitious, just a little bit stitious. You're you're where you're not supposed to be, and uh, this guy's angry nightly, apparently, like Bobby said. <laughs> Looking for his head. Uh, he's looking to target whoever he can. And uh... yeah, the headless rider's like galloping behind him, and Ichabod kind of yells back, and he's like, "Who's chasing me?" And looks back and sees the headless rider, to which he gets really scared and starts running towards where he thought he'd be safe at the church. I think little did he know that's where the body of the headless horseman been laid to rest oh, that's right and so you know he's just in the path but the headless horseman is he gets approaches him throws his head at ichabod oof ichabod's gone never to be seen again oof. but it's believed that he went back to haunt the schoolhouse where he taught children come on and to this day yeah to I this day it. you can hear his mournful singing as they pass through the hills. Ooh. Yeah, chills. And the schoolhouse is no longer used. Is it still there? I don't know. Again, that'd be big business. Maybe well, it's here's real. the other thing. How could all these different cultures have a history of a headless horseman if it didn't root back to some sort of truth that there are headless yeah. horsemen among us? Must be. So as you're out trick-or-treating on All Hallows' Eve coming up, just watch out. Be careful going out in the woods. Don't be horsing around. Yeah, if you hear galloping behind you, likely it is the headless horseman. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. You know?
All these sleepy little hollows in Kaysville next to Kays Cross. <laughs> that was a good episode, man. I'm proud of that one. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Dang it. Her and I are going to go weave peeping tomorrow on a little drive. I'm sorry, what? Smoky Mountain. Uh, repeat that? Now we're changing leaves. Leave oh, peeping. Gotcha. What else do you call it? Leave peeping. Not that. I don't know. <laughs> Looking Anyways, at um, the leaves. We're going to look at the changing leaf color. Like, how oh, old am I? Okay. Um, I just what? about my pen. My printer just started making noises behind me. It's the Endless Horseman. He's contacting you through facts. Look out. Just the facts. What is it doing? You better head over there and check it out. Hold on. Let me see what it's printing out. (laughs) Your spooky headquarters there. Okay, Bobby is now reaching back to uh, to the printer. It's literally just making noise. He grabbed a piece of paper from the printer. What does it say, Bobby? Is you're next. Ah! 